everybody, and welcome to another episode of 90s Court. I am one of your hosts, Lisa Monahan. And I'm one of your hosts, Andy Clodfelter. And look at that. I didn't make it weird at the beginning. Are you proud of me yet? Uh, honestly, like I've, I, I've, I've been figuring out how to possibly make this weird because it just turns out we just did just a normal ass intro and that's super weird. <laughs> I don't know what to do. Maybe I should just like do the, was it the Garden State? Like, bloop, 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 like weird sound they have oh, to the make no- <laughs> to feel very original or something. Yeah, the little. Garden State. Yes. Hashtag Garden State. Uh, Garden State. Uh, so what up? We had a wow. We had like the coolest week ever dude. in '90s court history. Dude, dude, dude. I mean, dude. like, not only did like, because like, obviously, like, we had the merch store open up like mm-hmm. last week, which was amazing. I actually got one piece of mer- uh, one piece in so far. Um, a couple other things, like three other things, are still on their way. Um, okay. So I did get a T-shirt. It's a gray. I will say this: it's gray um, heather or whatever. Like that's what it's called heather gray or whatever and it's mm-hmm. uh it's the thing where it's like kind of textured a little bit almost it looks like it's got some grainy stuff in it and the reason mm-hmm. it's amazing to me is because that is like the ultimate 90s shirt that i would own back then was yes stupid thing with like planet hollywood or something like that like some stupid shirt that i had no reason to be wearing so often just mm-hmm. gray heather like basic ass shirt so i was excited to get one that literally looks like it's from the 90s I haven't received a thing yet, but I'm very excited. I saw that Aww. one of ours, uh, one of our fans, received a mug on Twitter yeah. just not long ago. It was so like, random. It was rad. so random what showed up when because that shirt showed up before everything else, and I, that was like in my second order that I placed. So who yeah. knows, man? So, but, anyways, yeah. but that's not what we're here to talk about. Um, we're here to talk about our main dude, Jake. 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 Ob. So. Listen, here, Jake Ob. Jake Ob. <laughs> so here's the thing. So not only did Jake, as many of you have seen on social media, if you have not, go on there, uh, check it out. It's amazing. These amazing clocks for both Lisa and I, like clocks, just clocks. Such a huge thing, like to, uh, such a huge undertaking as a human being to be like, I'm gonna make these two clocks and just send them to them for free. Um, and so unreal. It they are so well made and like. It was already amazing enough. I was loving it, and it's like this perfect decoration in my room now, mm-hmm. directly behind my everything chair because I sit in this chair for everything. Um, <laughs> Your everything chair. But then, then Chaboy put out this video. So evidently, while he was making these these th- these clocks, he had the wherewithal to think to record the making process of it, um, mm-hmm. and I was blown away by how that was made. So anyways, no, the clocks are freaking amazing. The video's amazing. You really got to check it out. Um, man, our fans are freaking amazing. I love them so much. I, I'm so I'm so blown away by this because, like, I, I knew it was awesome. My husband immediately identified that he had done, like, the, the electricity burn mm-hmm. in the panel on the sides. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, are you serious? He's like, yeah, that's what that is. It's like, that's the yeah. – and I had no idea he'd gone through to do, like, the Nickelodeon stain and the Marge Simpson colors. I'll say this. Like, I knew the about the blue – I knew about the blue wood stain, but, like, I didn't even think about the fact that it was, like, the middle wood, the orange stuff or whatever, it, it just looks like super fancy wood. Like, between that and, like, the fact that the grains are, are blackened, so it mm-hmm. just sticks out really – it just looks very, oh. very nice. So This is the coolest thing. Jake, we owe you to infinity and beyond for this. Yeah, like, we owe this you one Buzz coolest. Lightyear. <laughs> One, we, we, you've been Buzz Lightyear, yeah. but yeah, we'll do something special for you. We'll, we'll, we're going to hash it out. We're going to we hash will. it out ourselves, but, but, um, but yeah, I have something Jake, else to say. I Someone else who's it. an amazing fan. Speaking of amazing fans, uh-huh. uh, I want to mention again about our judge, Troy, uh, our newest judge who came on board, getting the mm-hmm. weekly shout outs. You are in fact, the wind beneath our wings. Um, mm-hmm. always love you suggesting things to me, not only for this show, but also for anomalous fascination. Just saying, like, hey, I heard about this, or hey, I really like this about your show. It's super good to hear that kind of stuff, and super good to get notes on what what's going well and what's going poorly. So, mm-hmm. thank you. You're the man. That's awesome. Shout out. Um, and again, we talked about merch at the very beginning of the show. We have a pretty easy uh, URL to get to if you want it right now. It's tpublic.com/user/slash. Are you ready? The '90s Court. The '90s Court. <laughs> the '90s Court. They could not. They could not have a have our username just be yeah. beginning with a number for some reason, even though it's 2021. <laughs> whatever the case may be. T T E E Public dot com slash user slash the '90s Court. That is how you'll be able to access the two logos that we have right now. I think I'm just going to get excited in the next week and just make a few more logo options. Sweet. For 
reasons. So yeah. we'll see what happens. But that's our merch Just store. Just give me more and more excuses to keep buying stuff of my <sighs> own show. Can't stop. Won't stop. Can't um, stop. Won't stop. But yeah, guys, really check it out. It's a super dope thing. And I do appreciate it being the 90s court. Um, so we can kind of pull an Eminem here and be like, I'm Slim Shady, the real Slim Shady. All you other That's Slim true. Shadies are just imitating, kind of like the other 90s courts out there that are, you know. So many of them, we have to really stand out. Off-brand 90s courts. The Malto, <laughs> the Malto Meal of podcasts. Um, yes. So we have a show, too, in addition to announcements. I guess. So uh, we're going to be bringing you some things. And this week, I'm going to do something we haven't done in a hot minute. In lieu of bringing you a new thing, I have instead decided that our dear friend Lisa on the show, and oh. you playing along at home as well, are going to take a little bit of a quiz. Oh heck! About oh heckin' L nineties. It's funny because I was I was talking to Lisa about a thing, and she's like, "Well, you could always do some one of the old things we do, like maybe a quiz or something." And I was like, "Well." I've already got my thing. <laughs> Just so she knew, I did think of this before she mentioned it. So. I, I, I believe you. I believe you. And uh, my brain doesn't work so good. Okay. But let's try to do this quiz so anyway. So <laughs> this quiz, there's two answers for each one of them. Like, But I'm going to ask the question first. And okay. if you just know it, just say it out loud. If not, I can give you the multiple choice. Okay. 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 What was the name of Corey's best friend on Boy Meets World? Mm, no, Matthews is his last name. Corey... Sean. Okay. Let's see what we got here. That is correct. Bing, 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 yes. bing, bing. All right. Nice. Um, <laughs> the Spice Girls was an iconic pop group made of how many singers? Five. Five. Let's see. Was she right, ladies and gentlemen? She was, in fact, what correct. Can I say something? I did not, though. This was a thing. I didn't realize what year this came out, but in 1992, the largest mall in the U.S. opened in which state? Minnesota. Bing, 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 bing. Yeah. Mall of America, I was like, I think you have to know that. I just wanted to mention it because I didn't realize it it was that late in the game that that came out. I I just always heard of it in the 90s, so I just assumed it was I thought it would have been in the 80s. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Interesting. Weird to open that big of a mall. (laughs) like (laughs) true. only, Only like a couple decades out of the fall of malls. Um, the Fall of Malls. The Mall Falls. <gasps> I love that. It's my new documentary. Mall Falls. Mall Falls. What is the name of Will's wealthy uncle in The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? Uncle Phil. God. Lisa just crushing it here. I'm telling you. Although, my brain not works so good, she says. You, you click on the answer <laughs> and it tells you the percentage of people that got that correct. And apparently that one was 94%. So apparently a lot of people know that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's see. Who played Tom Hanks' love interest in Forrest Gump? Ginny, mm. uh, I don't know the actress's name. Yeah. But I see her all the time. It's Ginny, but I don't know. Okay, the let me give you the two name. choices Meg Ryan, no. R- Robin Wright. Robin Wright. So you just get it right by default. This <laughs> is definitely yes. not Meg Ryan. <laughs> no. Let's see. Um, this was Jennifer Lopez's first number one song on the Billboard Hot 100 chart. Um, was it If You Have My Love? Let's see. I'm going to be honest with you. It's crazy because it doesn't actually say, yes, this is the right answer. I could just tell you that 56% picked If You Had My Love and 44% picked Waiting for Tonight. So I'm going to say it's probably right. Yes, we'll give it if to you. If You Had My Love. I was going to say that <laughs> that one came out before Waiting for Tonight, which was 99. So, yeah. I, yeah, we're going to go with that. Noise. 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 What was the name of Ross's pet monkey in the sitcom Friends? Oh, don't don't say anything. Oh, hold mm-hmm. on. Uh, not it's not Jeffrey. Is it, it's not Jeffrey. That's that's not. Um. Shit. All right, I'll take some choices. Maurice Marcel. Maurice. <gasps> Marcel. You are correct. Yes, I was super wrong with Jeffrey. I don't know what the hell I was thinking with that one. All right, all right, all right. Congratulations. All right. Um, Ciao. <laughs> oh no I just want to mention this one just because it's kind of upsetting um, which controversial Uh-oh. soft drink was released in 1992 and rejected by the public Crystal Pepsi yeah I, I was just upset by that because I'm like how dare you first of all how dare you also the amazing <laughs> thing the people that answered this 55% selected Crystal Pepsi 
which is amazing mm-hmm. that it was that low. And then Cle- yeah. Clear Pepsi got 45%. Apparently people oh, just they did not remember. know the name. Ding dongs. Let's see. What do the initials in Jinko jeans stand for? Oh, my gosh. I have no idea, so I'm going to guess. I'm just going to break something up on the fly. Jean National Company Outfitters. I don't know what to tell you. You crushed it. <laughs> you did not crush it. I'm sorry. No. Uh, it says, judge none. I was going to say, choose one. No <laughs> not a very good name You're either. Joking. Don't judge anyone. Just judge pick none, one. Choose one. Yeah. Just just pick some jeans, you ding dong. That's, wor- that's the worst abbreviation I've ever heard. So, wow. one last question. TLC's okay. hit song, No Scrubs, top the Billboard Hot 100 in what year? 98. No. Was it 99? Let's see. So here's the thing, Lisa. It came up with 49% to 51%. I don't know. <laughs> Let me what? see. The Okay, it was 1999. Apparently, even though 1999 was had less people pick it, that was the correct answer. I found that they do have the answers at the bottom if you scroll down more. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Hooray. 98 was close, though. Beep, 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 beep. So Lisa's a pretty big a phenom over here. The only one she missed, of course, was the Jinko jeans, which is insane to think anyone would know that. But yeah. congratulations. You are not the weakest link. Goodbye. I Thank you. I'm, I'm so thankful. I'm, I, I'm going to I'm just gonna go ahead and give myself a round of applause. Hooray, I think I did all right under pressure, not knowing I was going to have a test. My kid freaks out when I give him tests. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad I kept my cool. Thank you for that. I miss doing quizzes. Yeah, you're welcome. That was fun. And hopefully the rest of you guys at home did okay, too. If you didn't know Uncle Phil, sign off. Think about what you did with your life and come it's, back. It's mainly that between the two choices, it's Uncle Bill or Uncle Phil. I'm like, <laughs> like it's not Uncle Bill. I got that. I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure. Awesome. Um, all right. So my thing. Uh, last week, you covered... Um, what was the song that you covered last week? Uh, Peaches. Peaches. That song triggered a brain place thing for me, and I have been wanting to talk about this ah, for a the, while. The old brain place thing. The old thing. brain place. Um, on May 18th, 1996, a very particular song hit the world. An extremely particular song. So particular. <laughs> I knew that I liked it, but I didn't know exactly why. And one reason was because the name of the band was so peculiar. Hmm. The band is the one... The only, can you guess? Wienermobiles. You wish. Butthole Surfers. But, yes. Butthole so Surfers. I know. What's the, I can't think of what that the name song, of that song the is. The song is the infamous, the one and only Pepper. Pepper? Pepper. It is their biggest hit off of the album Electric Larry Land. Here's the thing. Just let that, let that go through. Oh, so good. Market so guy was Sharon. Sharon got Cherie. She was Sharon. Sharon's outlook on the topic of disease. Um, I love that song. You know I did not know it was called Pepper. I've heard it a million times. Yes. And I was about to say Soy on Peridor. I'm like, no, that's Beck. And that is not the yes. same song at all. But for some it's reason, not the same song. some reason, because of the vibe of both songs, made me kind of think they were similar. They are similar. Yeah. I, when I was looking at the comment section for this video, someone brought up Beck, Beck um, and I was just like, uh, why? But you just did. So there must be like a very through line there for some other people. But the Butthole Surfers, if you do not know who they are, they are them, the band that just played. <laughs> They're like a psych alt rock band, unbeknownst to me, from San Antonio, which is like just- Hop, skip, just, and a jump. Down, yeah, a, a cool nine to miles away. <laughs> Uh, down the road for me. Quite a warm um, 90 miles away, I would speculate. It's pretty, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, well, it was, yeah, Texas. The <laughs> butthole surfers are made up of Gibby Haynes. He's the lead singer. Um, and, and if you've never seen them, if you remember the video, if you look it up, Gibby looks like a serial killer version of Dave Grohl. Sure. Is what he looks like. Which is saying um, a lot because Dave Grohl does look a, like a serial killer sometimes. Well, yeah, he can, but this guy looks like, Just oh, you've been taking drugs. This is some helter-skelter shit. I don't want anything to do with you, Gibby. Um, Paul Leary on guitar, King Coffee on drums. And there was they were kind of, 
they were kind of like flowing between people on bass at the time, so I don't really know who it was. So real quick, the band wasn't originally called the Butthole Surfers, okay? Mm-hmm. They they did have a song at that time titled Butthole Surfer. Mm-hmm. Um, and when they were announced on the stage at their first paid gig, the guy forgot their name and announced them as the Butthole Surfers. So they were like, <laughs> fuck it, that works. That works, bro. Um, so that's where that came from. So Pepper is an odd, odd song. With, with verses spoken in a drone-like subdued voice by Gibby. And the song is based off of people he knew growing up in the Dallas area. So you said, yeah, Marky got with Sharon. It's, I'll read some of this. Mar- Marky got with Sharon and Sharon got Sharice. She was sharing Sharon's outlook on the topic of disease. Mikey had a facial scar and Bobby was a racist. They were all in love with dying. They were, they were it doing in it in Texas. Um, and then later on in the... The final final verse is like another Mikey took a knife while arguing in traffic. Flipper died a natural death. He caught a nasty virus. Then there was the ever-present football player rapist. They were all in love with Diane. They were doing it in Texas. Polly caught a bullet, but it only hit his leg. Well, it should well, have, it been, have a been a better shot. shot and hit him in the head. It's just it's just such a crazy. And it he's is, saying it in this like it's, yeah, it's oh, weird because it's just literally like, and the song is just like here's a way of a bunch of people dying. <laughs> yes, and it's and the and it's also and then like. Oh, the chorus. Oh, the, I don't. Uh, you, you can listen to it anytime. You don't need to. Unless Andy really wants to just go for it nah, right now. I'm, I'm not good. singing on this podcast. I'm You're good. good. You're good, fam. I'm good family. The video is also rad as it depicts kind of like a 60 style news footage montage of a group of people being arrested in like a hotel in Texas for kidnapping someone. And that someone was Eric Estrada. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> oh yeah i went back i was like Ex- excuse me i was watching the videos like, i don't i mean i remember being like oh it's that guy and i it and i was like oh it's still that guy it's still eric estrada i'm 35 now and not 11 when this came out um so gibby the lead singer is portrayed as being like the ringleader of the whole thing and he's just sitting there like with his legs folded you know hand on his chin giving interviews to reporters and policemen as they're kind of going through evidence and stuff like that and he's just kind of like rubbing his face you know nonchalantly it's just it just gives off some weird serial killer vibes the whole thing and then splicing between this footage is like bits of them doing a performance like they were on like an american bandstand style show in the same era but it's still if you remember what was in bloom from nirvana that video it kind of has that feel to it um, in terms of like them just kind of playing and being like, we're just doing our thing, but they're still total creep bags from the butthole surfers. So <laughs> this song has just been on my mind so much lately because I, I don't know, I looking back at this, I not really realizing that they were kind of psych rock. Um, I really want to go back and get into this album. Well, I mean, I guess maybe this is something we'll cover on <laughs> no skips, but probably psych- not. I don't know if I've ever heard the term psych rock. Yeah. And like I- psychedelic rock. Yeah. Right. Right. I will say yeah. this, Lisa. That'd be like, given that I don't know any other songs by the Butthole Surfers, I think that'll be a very interesting uh, entire album to have to listen to. I know. I don't think we'll do it on the show, but I think I really want to do it on my own. I really liked Pepper and then nothing else. (laughs) But were we even exposed to anything else? No, I know. They could be good. Because I mean, like, I, you know, the ones that I do listen to the albums on, like some of their favorite songs are ones that are not singles, but. Right. No, but those are good albums, so. (laughs) <laughs> and they may have been they've been going since the early 80s so there's there's a whole everything that we haven't even been exposed to that i think i need to get exposed to but that's the butthole surfers don't forget about them baby don't sleep on the butthole surfers because that's a band name you cannot forget yeah don't sleep on the butthole surfers is a horrible sentence to come out of anyone's well, mouth. i said it so deal with it here we, are, here we are here we are america so, canada britain we I mean we got we got a lot of folks listening all over the world so you guys too yeah whomever you are wherever you are we love you don't sleep on the butthole surfers so all right well we're gonna take a quick break we're gonna come back with poll results mm-hmm. and then we're gonna get straight to court mm-hmm. it's time Ba-dum-bum. sounds good see any of you Hey, 90s Court listeners, Lisa here. I'm here to talk to you really quickly about a product that I absolutely love and I've used every single day for years and years and years. Let me hit you with a couple of scenarios. Perhaps you're miserable because your partner snores like crazy, or maybe you're a night shift worker who can't get proper sleep during the day, or maybe you live in a really loud and busy downtown area. There's hope for you, and it comes in the form of sleep phones from Acoustic Sheep. I'm not lying when I say I've been using them religiously for years, and they're the sole reason I'm not a crazy person suffering from insomnia. 
sleep phones are just ultra soft headphones and a headband that are extremely bed friendly. Side sleepers can also rejoice for you can comfortably block out the sounds of the world while getting some soothing noise-free sleep without hurting your ears. They even have wireless Bluetooth options so you don't get tangled up in cords overnight. I personally connect mine to my phone each night and listen to some white noise to drown out my partner's snores. I'm telling you, I've gifted them to night shift nurses, in-laws, basically anybody with ears that values a good night's sleep. They even have options now that come preloaded with binaural beats or deeply relaxing ASMR content. So you can find something that's just right for you and maybe not even have to connect to your phone at all if you don't want to. Andy and I both use these now, and we'd love to help you get some rest too. Go to sleepphones.com and use the code 90scort to get $10 off your order of $39 or more. That's sleepphones.com, and the code is 90SCOURT. Sweet dreams. Let's get down to business. I don't know the words. Anyways. Welcome back, everyone, from the break. Um, that was a little bit of a more to come. It was not me singing in pitch with the song because I've never sung it before. But uh might be a little bit of a hint at, you know, recovering, despite the fact you know recovering. So, mm-hmm. um, but anyways, enough of me talking in circles. Um, <laughs> we got poll results for you all. Um, I know there's some of you who just show up just for the poll results. And then you're like, well, I'll be back next week for this week's poll results to find out what happened. Um, Those people are hardcore. They are. They're like, I love numbers. I don't know what to tell you. They make me <laughs> yeah. so hot. Half-Life versus Silent Hill. So obviously on some of these kind of things, like especially because this is not like a really a social game, like uh, like a Mario Kart or you know Mario Party, those kind of things. Yeah, this is definitely not Mario Party. <laughs> this is more of a sitting down. And being intense as fuck by yourself. So not as many people are probably as familiar with this unless you're a hardcore gamer. Um, mm-hmm. But I'd like to give you the results. Because of the fact that they made a Silent Hill movie, the results are as follows. <laughs> Facebook, 56.6% to 43.4% Silent Hill. Twitter, 58.1% to 41.9% Silent Hill. I will say Twitter's the one that surprised me. Not because mm-hmm. it was higher necessarily, but because... That's where my gamer boys live. That's where my gamer boys and girls live. And I just really was hoping they'd show up for me, and they didn't. Um, Yeah. And IG, lastly, 59% to 41% Silent Hill. So, listen. I think you're right. I think it is because of the movie. And that's the thing is, I I think they're both really good. But, like like I said, everybody who said something about Half-Life is like, this is literally, like I said, like the stats of like how groundbreaking that game was is crazy. But I will say this: Silent Hill is very, very memorable. Um, not only for the movies, but also just the vibe it gives. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. anyways, thanks guys for voting on that, even if you weren't entirely sure, and the only thing you had to base it on was the movie. Because, like, I'm not gonna fault you for voting on the only thing you know about. You know, it just, it just sucks that they didn't make a Half Life movie. <laughs> That's true. I think if I had never played silent hill but i had seen the movie i would have voted silent hill as well just yeah. because of that but it's super spooksy super yeah. spooksy the alternative is being like i speculate that half-life is better based on yes. nothing <laughs> so based on nothing other than i like andy that nimrod lisa oh, not into her shit this that week rascal andy. <laughs> that rascal andy so anyways um I don't have anything clever to say about this one. Something just came across my desk. <laughs> ba-dum, 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 ba-dum. Boom. Boom. To all you, like all, all you early on listeners and haters from back then, uh, mm-hmm. bet you're missing Finiskeel now, huh? <laughs> who knows, rem- just remember, you did this. Any of yeah. you who are not listening, Finiskeel was a recurring character, a fictional character, <laughs> Of a small, horrible, horrifying little green guy who would come and give deliver court cases to me, and he would do silly things before he gave them. Um, but then uh, everybody said they hated him, so I had to kill him. Brutally murdered him on the on the air. So the whole thing. If you want to hear the that, death of Finiskeel shirt episode on. F- episode fifteen, and yes, yeah, somebody somebody did make a t shirt or at least like a design for one on on the internet. We have to maybe that'll go up on the T Public site too. Is that just, justice for Finiskeel? So I don't know if it's justice it's, for Finiskeel. I think that my favorite just... thing is knowing that like we have so like like 
so many more listeners. It's like not even cr- funny, like how many more. And there's probably so many people that never listened to the early episodes <laughs> that have Y'all no idea. Out. Some of the best shit was early on, yeah. man. Also, so the sound quality stuff. was was kind of suspect there for the first like ten episodes, but but the rest of it was it. was pretty great as far as the content goes. So, court case, Bay Bay. We are coming back at you with some Disney classics. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this time we decided to take um, some two slightly more, um, I guess I would call it like heroic or solemn uh, ones where it's strong characters less so than like, oh my God, it's funny and hilarious. How goofy. Um, so we are taking Pocahontas versus Mulan. Um, so I believe Lisa's going to be going first for us this week. I'm down. I'm tell down us, to do this. Tell us what you'll be covering. I'm covering a Pocahontas. I'm dabbing. You cannot see it, but I'm dabbing right now for no reason other than Pocahontas was awesome. Uh, it hit theaters on June 23rd, 1995. Seems like all the good mm. shit came out in 95, 96. Like, those are prime years. Remember, no wonder people have, like, longing to be from the 90s. Remember what I told you about how, like, the A team was working on this movie and the B team was working on The Lion King? <laughs> Yes. Sorry, that still tickles me because they're making it at the same time. So, Yeah. So, fun fact, June 23rd, 1995, the day this was released, was actually the real Pocahontas' 400th birthday. What? What Yeah, it was a real real fun piece of trivia I found. I was like, I'm just going to go ahead and drop that nugget right on the front. The voice actors for this includes Irene Bedard for Pocahontas herself, Mel fucking Gibson is yeah. John Smith. I did not know that. I, I commented on it like the first time we were talking about it because I was just like, I don't know why it is that, that Mel Gibson being in this Disney movie still seems off-putting to me. I have no it's idea why odd. that is. It's, yeah, it's just odd. I think he was just a little old. Maybe he wasn't that old in 95, but it just seemed odd. Um, Christian Bale for Thomas. <laughs> what? <laughs> Thomas is someone in his crew from England who's uh, who's like one of the um, assistants to the governor, the bad guy in the team. Yeah. So I, how old Christian was Bale. He, I don't even know how 11. old he would have been. 11? 11. Years old? I don't know. I have no That's idea. That's a weird number to throw out. Let's see. Hold on. Hey, Siri. What is Christian Bale's birthday? 74. So he would have been 21. Okay. That's crazy. Is that right? Is that the right math? Yes. Wow. Okay. That's not bad. Math it out. Um, Linda Hunt as grandmother willow if you do not know linda hunt that name doesn't it's the no capes lady from the incredibles oh it's that it's that actress um and so and then many of many other people who are just not as well known um so the story of pocahontas is is pretty well known by basically everybody and i say i'm not going to spend a whole much time on the plot but but i, I did anyway so here we go yep. the, the gist of it is that john smith is heading over to the new world from from london um, aboard the Constant Susan with a fun, rowdy crew and a super greedy leader, Governor Ratcliffe, who's on the hunt for gold to make him rich and to bring him notoriety. Duh, that's what you do. And the crew is prepared to quote unquote, this is quote unquote, fight engines. Oh, no. Yikes. Yeah, and settle on the new land, okay? So contrast this greedy wild crew with like the beautifully serene tribe that, that Pocahontas belongs to. It's the Powhatan tribe. Um and Pocahontas is, of course, the daughter of Chief Powhatan, and he's working to have her marry the greatest warrior in the tribe, Cocoam, which is a name I didn't remember. And I was like, I don't, I think, I think I saw Pocahontas one time. So this really? one, this one, because I mean, 10 was a little old for me to be doing the Disney thing. Sure, I get it. Um, yeah, and especially, especially this kind of stuff. I th- I'm sure I watched it like once, maybe twice, but. By that time, I was like, uh, what's that? Is that a band name? I'm assuming you've heard with it, a K? seen it twice now. You watched it shortly for I've this. seen it. Yeah, okay. I watched it for this. And I put it on for the kids once or twice, but I'll straight up just leave the room and be like, nope. Yeah, that's fair. Time to go <laughs> sit on my phone for an hour and a half. Um, so she's, a, Pocahontas is a super free spirit, just kind of doing whatever she wants in the world, roaming about the land that, um, and playing with her two animal friends, Miko, the raccoon, and her hummingbird friend, Flit. Um, so, so they're all visiting grandmother willow a spiritual talking tree who is like yo check it out the english are coming also i guess and john smith and his crew show up and they are in search of gold for the governor and while out john comes upon pocahontas is like hold up let me take it let me take a look at that because pocahontas is gorgeous i'm gonna go ahead and say straight up i'm pretty sure she's in my opinion the most beautiful disney princess there ever was oh really she's I like she's just she's just so beautiful. Yeah. 
She's so beautiful. I don't disagree. I don't think I've ever taken the time to really evaluate, but that's, that's It would be, for me, between Jasmine and Pocahontas. I mean, ja- like, God. I mean, like, Jasmine. I, Jasmine would probably be, if not number one, one or two for me, for sure. If shit, I almost want to backpedal and say I give it to Jasmine. No, you, you did it. She, but she had the she had like the bubble hair, which I didn't. I just loved her bubble hair. But Pocahontas was just so just like she was just dope. Anyway, bubble hair. She, but you know what I'm talking about. Jasmine had the bubble hair, circle hairs. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So anyway, aside from this immediate like haughty attraction that John and Pocahontas shared, they're both drawn to each other to learn about how the other person lives, and of course, total Disney style. They end up falling in love. Two people from different worlds. Uh, they're supposed to keep apart, but of course, of course, the urge to touch the hiney is so strong um, that they just keep meeting up. Yeah, how's that throwback too, huh? I uh, I want to know this, and this is only again. I, I apologize sure, for interrupting. Sure, no, no, this. no. This is less of a mo- question about this movie, more about just in general. Like, it's always amazing to me, like how like all of these people just immediately know English like super well. It's like, so easy. So anyway, so I just yeah. it's yeah. I thought about that, and she was just like, "I'm Pocahontas. Who are you?" It's just like okay. I mean, that being said, <laughs> okay. I'm sure that I'm sure that they learned our language a lot quicker because like this is important to respect others, and we're like, "No, nah, we're good." Not fan. We're good. <laughs> English. What up? So, so John talks to Pocahontas about how everyone on his ship is there to find gold, and Pocahontas is like, "The fuck is that?" Um, spoiler: There's no gold there, and she's like, "There's, there's no. I don't know. There's no gold here." And he's like, "Oh shit! He's gonna be so mad." And so both sides find out that so so like the Powhatan tribe and the the ship crew find out that Pocahontas and John are meeting up and they're like that's a no from me and Governor Ratcliffe warns John that he's gonna kill his ass if he sees him again or like if he doesn't kill any Indian he sees right on sight okay because mm. he's just like savages 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 and it's like well they're actually probably pretty cool people if you just stop is, and talk to them is he gonna is um, he did he, was he just gonna kill them because they didn't have gold I think he was just like you, they're savages. They cannot be trusted. You have to kill them. Uh, okay. Like, but then also the no gold thing. He's like insult to injury. You're all dead. Okay, gotcha. So, so John and Pocahontas talked to Grandmother Willow about bringing peace between the two sides. But then John and Pocahontas share this lovely kiss, and Cocoam is watching as is Thomas Christian Bale. <laughs> Christian Bale. <laughs> Christian Bale and Cocoam are watching, and. It's that scene that became very popular, like what two or three years ago in gifts, where like Cocoaum is like watching behind a tree, and he takes off running out behind the tree, flailing his arms because he's gonna attack um, John. But it's not funny in the movie because he's trying to kill John, and then he and John <laughs> end, end up like rumbling and tumbling and fighting. And at that time, Thomas is like, "I've got to shoot Cocoaum. He's gonna kill John." And so he he shoots and he kills Cocoaum right there, and everyone's like, "Ah." Fuck. Uncomfortable. I can't you've done this. This isn't good. So the Popo, excuse me, the Powhatan tribe is pissed. <laughs> Sorry. The Powhatan tribe is pissed and declare war on the English and say they're gonna um they're gonna kill and execute John in the morning. Um and both sides head to battle the next morning with the Powhatan tribe. Like literally the chief Powhatan has his big club over his head. I'm doing it right now. You can't see he's got a big club overhead. He's gonna like execute john mm-hmm. and then pocahontas throws herself onto him being like no, no i love him you cannot do this and he's like well okay that's cool i'll spare john's life because i'm a good-natured person turns out and but down uh you know so they're like on this cliff kind of like lion king style you know way up there at the top and down at the bottom governor ratcliffe and all of his uh, crew Shits. are like those little shits are just down there and he was just like well fuck this i'm gonna shoot chief powhatan anyway and he pulls up his gun because no one's gonna do it so he does it he aims and shoots chief powhatan but john jumps in the way and he takes the hit for the chief instead john john no no john and so (laughs) the crew then turns on ratcliffe and arrests him for hurting their comrade um and I can tell you this. I didn't remember how the movie ended. I was kind of surprised. At this point, John has to return to England to heal because there's he, he needs more than what can be provided to right. him here. And so he asks Pocahontas to come back with him, but she declines in order to stay with her tribe. And in the saddest Disney exit ever, 
Pocahontas watches the ship that's carrying John sail away, and she puts her hand up to say goodbye, and that's it. Man. They don't end up together. I don't well, remember them not ending up together. You you probably didn't know that they made a Pocahontas 2, which, from my understanding, was like a real step back from Pocahontas 1 as far as like being cool. So Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think she ended up going to London or so- going to England or something like that. Is it, it was... just like her, like in the like yeah. traditional I, London garb? I, and just I just like... heard somebody, I think, on some in other it... show talk about it, and I just remember thinking, like, I vaguely remember that, and I remember being like, "This was a mistake." <laughs> it was all a mistake. I, I I like that it ended that way because it it did show that she was, you know, honoring her tribe and staying with them. But there was this love for John, and it sailed away with him as he's healing on the way back to London. But it was it was surprising. But like, we got a little bit of trivia. A little bit trivia. All right. This movie spent five years in production, and the animators said it was one of the hardest movies Holy they ever shit. produced. Yeah, given the complex color schemes, angular shapes, and facial expressions. Because I think I saw that they used something like a rotoscope uh, for animation. I'm. I, this is something that's a little bit beyond me, but they. It was. It was just. It was pretty intense. Um, Pocahontas is one of only two Disney princesses to be born in America. The other being Tiana from The Princess and the Frog. I was gonna. I was literally gonna say it. I was like, it has to be The Princess and the Frog, the other one. Mm-hmm. That's the only other one. And uh, this is the first movie to feature Mel Gibson singing. <laughs> and he never did it again. They and no one complained. Never did it again. No one said a damn thing. Um, the movie premiered in Central Park on June tenth, nineteen ninety five. On 70 millimeter prints across three screens. That sounds amazing. I would have loved this to have been there. In Central Park, you said? In Central Park. Wow. Yeah. They, over 100,000 people attended, making it the record holder for the largest movie premiere ever. That is so dope. That's so awesome. Now, listen to this. Also, for some reason, they had absolutely no backup plan for if it had been rained out. Right. And. And apparently, yeah, for now, apparently it only rained briefly that day. And the only time that that was, was in a scene in the movie when it was actually raining. How poetic is that? It's that's so extremely rad. poetic. That's so good. <laughs> um, fun fact in her real life, Pocahontas would have more likely have been topless <laughs> and covered in tribal tattoos, even on her face. Which, I mean, like, make makes the G rating a little bit more challenging, but, I mean, come on, guys. Let's be real. The G is for, oh, good gracious. <laughs> oh. Um, like, there was, I, I was looking at, I was trying to do some research on Pocahontas herself for this as well, and the original picture was um, on her, I think, Wikipedia page was, like, her hovering over John Smith trying to protect him or trying to he- take care of him, and one of her boobs was just fully out, like, almost at his face. <laughs> I was just like, where's that movie? Where's that one? <laughs> where's where's that disney movie um and uh the final piece of trivia this soundtrack has a single best song of all disney soundtracks of all time and that's colors of the wind I, and that's opinion i it is opinion but like I, I i was thinking like how good the song that i love from my movie was and i was like you know colors of the wind is just hands down bad like it's just it is a song for everything like it's not there's no specific reason and it's such a a good it's such a good chorus song, song too and what a beautiful movie, too, because aside from all the, the Pocahontas and John Smith love story, there's this whole underside of, not underside, but like this whole other um, storyline going on about like, love your earth, be at one with the earth, respect it, respect the animals, respect, you know, pay attention to the earth and do, you know, be mindful of it, as opposed to just being like, where's the gold? There's no gold. You're trash to me, you know? And and so it was a, it's a, it's a beautiful movie that should be revisited if you ever just kind of want to be like oh yeah the earth isn't just like a trash can that i throw my burger king trash onto as well (laughs) i still i still always think it's wild like that so i mean obviously like you know european culture and everything they're like oh gold it's very important it's really valuable and everything like that because i mean like i know like it's like the best conductor and it's like really useful and everything like that in addition to Mm -hmm. being extremely valuable but it's wild to me to think that like other cultures that have like no connection to european culture at at all would even care like i wonder like would they even care about gold that much like some sure but i because we know some like incans and mayans and stuff like that but it's just wild to me to think like if they did have gold would they give a shit they're like oh it's it's metal <laughs> like it's just stuff don't worry about it like it's not yeah. that's not like you know dissing on them it's just like right. i mean it's like there would be no 
reasonable significance because they don't know, oh, this conducts electricity really well. Or, you know, I guess, I mean, it'd be pretty for jewelry, but I mean, there's a lot of other things that would be too. Yep. So. Who knows? But that's, um, uh, that's Pocahontas, man. Yeah. My, my one thought I was thinking the entire time was when you kept mm-hmm. mentioning about all these people being shot, I was like, good rated G film. If I'm being honest with you, I cannot cool. believe that people just get shot and killed in this, in this film. And they're like, this is good for all kids. This is fine. It was really, really graphic whenever they showed like Cocoa's intestines like exploding forth from his abdomen. That was pretty rough. <laughs> that, but... was pretty, that was one of the rougher scenes, but they're like, no, this is fine. But if we make the blood blue, it's fine. It's totally fairy tale style. You find out they're aliens and you're like, okay, well, that makes sense. Well, so it's fine. This was really, this was really expected, yeah. to be honest. But that's Pocahontas. It's Ta-da. me, Andy. I'm the other one. The other one. I'd like to talk to you all about Mulan. All right. Now, the bummer is I can't talk about the live action one because that happened in 2020. Um, I will say I did watch the live action one. Very, very good. I thought it was um, musically. like none of, the, none of the new ones have been good as good musically, in my opinion. But mm-hmm. as far as like theme and like production and everything like that, I thought it was a better movie than the original one. Um, Interesting. Because they changed a few aspects. But... I like this movie in general. Like, I, I'm not a person who's watched them a ton. It's just coincidence that in the past, like, month, I've watched the live-action one and then now this one. Mm-hmm. So, it's a 1998 film based on the Chinese legend of Hua Mulan. Uh, budget, 90, $90 million. Box office, $304.3 million. Which, Dang. I mean, yours, I think, was a little bit more than that even. Maybe like 343 or something like that. I didn't like that. take that information down, but I have yeah. it up. One second. But, do, 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 do. Where's, I gotta scroll, just put lotion on. What a terrible decision. Uh, budget, $55 million. Box office, 346 Yeah, I was gonna say, I knew they made a little bit more. I mean, it's also, it's understandable. It's like, Americans are like, I want, <laughs> I want tickets to the one... <laughs> With I want about the John Amer- Smith about America, one. so yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. So it takes place during the Han Dynasty of China, where Fa Mulan, daughter uh, or just Mulan, I, they keep adding the Fa at the beginning. I guess that's their technical real name. Daughter mm-hmm. of an aged former warrior named Fa Zhu, who is super super old. I mentioned like he he looks like he's super decent, but apparently he's just like falling apart. Oh. So we kind of see her just like, you know, oh, my gosh, Mulan, she just she just can't quite get it together as far as getting married, because that's like the only thing she's supposed to be doing is, you know, minding her manners and all that stuff. So the Huns show up. So we see this kind of like cut away from the scenes of Mulan being like, oh, you just can't get it together without makeup and everything. Um, So the Huns show up and are like, hey, we're going to murder everybody. And they're like, oh, no, they're going to murder everybody. Um and so since they're going to go ham sandwich on China, the empire is like, hey, guys, we need like hella folks, hella folks to fight these Huns. Um, and so a proclamation went out where everybody's going to these different towns asking for one uh, male from every from every family to fight. And since Mulan's family only had her her father, Zhu, uh, he was like, I'll do it as he like like is like using a crutch to get there and everything like that. But again, he, he's like super has, he looks like he's in super good shape. Just, I guess his legs hurt or something like that. So like, well, he's going to have a rough time. So, um, but he's totally cool with going. Cause he's like, you know, that's my, that's I'm fighting for honor. And that's, that's what I do. So, um, so, so Mulan's watching him, like looking over all of his armor and equipment and everything like that. And his weapon, um, and all this really cool shit. I mean, he had some dope gear. I will say like, the dopest gear of any of the other fighters I saw. Um, and then so at night, Mulan's like, fuck this shit. And then she steals all her dad's dope gear. She's like, yoink, got your shit, dad. Um, and so, yeah, she then cuts her hair off and took took off towards war. She's like, I'm going to go to war. And then she went. So she did it. She did it. So she cut her hair <laughs> slightly. And, like, that is the one thing that's kind of hard to believe is that, like, this, like, not at all passable as a male, like in the cartoon or the live action one. <laughs> but Right. Right. But uh so her family immediately finds out, oh shit, she's gone. Super cool, Mulan. Um so the grandma pray her grandma prays to her ancestors to protect her and bring her back to them. And so the the ancestors or guardians or whatever are like, oh fuck, we got a request. And so they cut to the scene of like these magical beings and stuff. And ancestors, they're like, well, I guess we got to get 
Mr. Super Dope Dragon to get it. Hey, shitty dragon, Mushu, go get that really dope dragon to go protect him. And Mushu's like, all right, which is, I'll get into that in a second. So the tiny shitty dragon breaks the statue of the really big dope dragon. And they're like, fuck, you just literally murdered that guy. And he'll never unturn from, turn out from stone again. So I Damn. guess we're going to send you Mushu because, you know, you can hopefully prove yourself to not be a worthless piece of shit. Um, which I know that sounds like a joke, but that's really basically what they said to him. Oh, my gosh. Um, I will say this. Mushu was not included in the live action version. Some people will say, oh, well, there was this dragon flying overhead. They had a few different times where like this like mysterious, like ethereal dragon would show up in different scenes, but it didn't talk. It wasn't comic relief and it just only like showed up occasionally um, and didn't really have a big part in the film. Whereas Mushu oh. was um, was donkey from Shrek. Oh, of it course. is. And I will go over more of that later. But it is like because I've seen Shrek so many more times, I was like, like Eddie Murphy. This is like this is literally the exact like exact same character. I know it's going to be in two years that Shrek comes out after that. But mm-hmm. I could not believe how it was just fucking identical, like mm-hmm. the way his character was done and everything. So was it voiced by the same person? Yeah, it was Eddie was Murphy. It? It was Eddie Murphy on both. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Apparently, those were his two only only um, uh, voice acting roles. So. Hmm. All right. So we get to the camp where there's a shitload of training and goofs going on between Mu- Mulan <laughs> and the others. So these others, like guys who originally like hate Mulan, um, for whatever reason, I don't know. They just they She's just too don't beautiful. like her. Just makes sense. She's yeah. just too hot as a boy. They're like, I hate that I'm sexually attracted to you, Mister. So yes. yeah. um, that's where we meet Captain Ling Sh- uh, Li Shang, uh, who is a super dope badass and a trainer um, who is, I guess, the he's the son of the general um, and he's like some kind of commander under him. Um, and so he's going to help them train. And Mulan presents herself as Ping, the boy. <laughs> so her name is her name is Ping in the in the movie. So, yes. So Shang, uh, I don't know if it's Shang or Shang, but. Uh, takes her and many others through its crazy rigorous training. Q, I'll make a man out of you montage. That song is so dope. In fact, I have a little bit of it for you right here. Let's do it. Okay. So, dope. so yeah, it's it's a very good song. Like multiple, it's like so many different parts that, I mean, the the make a man out of you thing. You're kind of like, eh. but I mean, if you think about it, in the context of the movie, it's supposed to be a double entendre because of the fact that Mulan is a woman and is, I guess, becoming a man. But at the same time, uh, it is kind of like the generic stereotype, like we're gonna make a man out of you by making you good at killing things. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Kill shit. But anyways, but the the song itself is super dope. So, um, so yeah, they do a bunch of training, and all of a sudden, like, wow, Mulan's like the best one in the crew, and like, wow, everybody's pretty competent now. All of a sudden, so they go to meet up with uh, Shang's dad's troops. So they're gonna kind of meet up with the general and all of their their crew, and they whoops, they show up, and everyone was dead. Oops. <laughs> Whoopsie. Oof. Oops. All Yikes. dead. So. Uh, so as they're like, oh, fuck, well, I guess we got to get back to the capital. And so they're like on their way and they are going through this mountain pass that's covered in snow, like with mountains on all the sides. And the Huns are, are there and they're like, fuck, there's like 2000 of those guys that are running at us. And so they get like a strategic position on the high ground and they're firing these. Um, what I can only describe is like giant firework, firework looking missile launchers. Oh, OK. That sounds effective. It's like if you had like, think about like uh, if you like with fireworks, like the mortar shells or whatever that you fire, mm-hmm. like, but like way bigger and with like a dragon head on it. And it sh- shoots out this huge, like basically like a, like a, a light, light, light missile um, at them. And so they're, they're shooting those and they're shooting them at the troops. But of course they're fucked because there's not, they don't have nearly enough people. And Mulan mm-hmm. sees there's only one of those dragon things left. She yoinks it, and she's like, I got it, bitch. And they're like, no, don't. And then she shoots it at this mountain, which causes a, an avalanche and 
covers like 2,000 soldiers in snow. Oops. Um, but like a ton of snow. So it wasn't like, oh man, we're slightly colder now. I think like the implication was she just murdered all those people, which is fun to think about. So they made, uh, they made a man out of her. They made a man out of her. You <laughs> will make Shit. a man out of you when you kill lots Commit of people with genocide. tons of snow. <laughs> mass uh, murderers. So Ooh. Mulan ends up getting injured in the ensuing battle because like at, there's still some people who made it through, including like the their general of the Huns. Um, mm-hmm. And she ends up getting hurt. And they're like, oh, fuck, we need to help Ping. She's hurt. Or he's hurt. And they go to patch him up and are like, Ping, you're like hot. Uh, <laughs> kidding, they don't say that. But they do discover that it's Mulan, the non-boy, and then Shang is required to required by law to, quote, kill her for this. Um, apparently just like if you are, if you show up and you're like trying to fight and you're not a dude, apparently that's punishable by death. Fortunately, that didn't happen or else this movie would have been way depressing. Um, so, cause she basically saved his life and saved like everybody else's life. And so he's like, all right, I'll spare you this one time, but you have to get the fuck out of here. And so they all take off. Um, going back to the capital, and she's basically left there by herself. Um, on the way back, she finds out that like the Huns are actually sneaking into the capital and have gotten into the capital. Um, and so she's trying to warn everybody and say, "Hey, like I know you think that we fucked them all up. I mean, which I did. I was the one who did it. But like they're still they're actually here." Um, and everybody's like, "No, nah, fuck you. You're a woman." <laughs> so, <laughs> so. Uh, but fortunately, some of the the guys who were in the the uh, the group with her before, like some of the other troops that are like super close with her at this point, mm-hmm. end up being like, "Yeah, we'll help out." And so they form this like task force of folks that are going to go uh, get into the the emperor's building to try and save him because they know there's assassins coming. Um, and they do it. They did it. They do it, and they did it. They save the they save the emperor, and everybody's like, "Fuck yeah, Mulan." We like Fuck you. Yeah, because yeah, then it's like after that happens, then the emperor goes to talk to her and it's like this suspenseful moment of like, what's he going to say? I'm like, if he says I'm going to have to murder you, I will be so pissed. He did not say that. Instead, it's like supposed to be like, wow, what an amazing thing. The emperor said you're a hero for being a fucking hero twice. So you imagine. Yeah. So uh, she ends up getting like the highest honor you can possibly get this super dope sword. Um, that's like part of the, like has this embroidery and stuff, embroidery. It, it's like super special sword, um, showing how dope she is. So she shows up to town with this stuff. Everybody's like, holy fuck, Mulan, you're not a piece of shit like we thought you were. Um, and so she's back with her family. Everybody's happy. And then at the end, uh, Shang shows up. He's like, I'd really love to bang your daughter. And then presumably he does the end. Yikes. <laughs> I really want to bang your daughter. He's like, yeah. Cool. By all really means, want to bank your daughter. <laughs> make a make a man out of you. He sure did make it. a man out of her. Anyways, what um, weird. Oh boy. So anyway, so I have um, I have some trivia, but I also wanted to just mention something. So I was looking up the cast of this, and I I looked up uh just was scrolling through there, and they had uh Cricky, who was there's a cricket in the movie that's supposed to be like a sign of good luck and everything like that. Um, he's played by Frank Welker, and the reason I mention that is because I have mentioned Frank Welker before on something else. I don't remember which one it was, but I thought, like, hey, I remember mentioning Frank Welker before. Okay. And so I pulled up Frank Welker, uh, his filmography, and I'd like to just give you a quick summary of the films that he did in the 90s, or took part in. Into it. Let's do this. So, Tremors, Dick Tracy, Gremlins 2. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Secret of the Use, Beauty and the Beast, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, Aladdin, uh, let's see, Super Mario Brothers uh, from the from the game, I think, and mm-hmm. the, that. So, um, The Lion King, The so, Next so, so. Karate Kid, Little Giants, Stargate, uh, The Santa Claus, The Page Master, Tommy Boy, A Goofy Movie, Congo, Pocahontas, Mortal Kombat, Jumanji, uh, Dunstan checks in James and the Giant Peach The Hunchback of Notre Dame Independence Day Space Jam Mars Attacks Anaconda Hercules <laughs> And let's see um, Oh I think that's why I know it's Frank Welker I think was the bad guy In uh, 
in Anaconda. No, that's not right. He was the Anaconda in Anaconda. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, what? He was the Anaconda? That's the thing. The reason he's in all of these films is because he is a voice actor. And he does he does literally just fucking everything. Like, just like, like gorilla, Bigfoot, deer, um, mastodon. Uh, let's see. Mouse, additional voices, Yoshi, Goombas, creature voices. Um, in this one, he played a cricket. In yours... He played, let's see, here's his 95. Pocahontas, he played Flit. Um, there's just, he, and then in Bug's Life, he played bird, a bird in Thumper. Um, he was even in Doug's first movie. So he's just in everything. Again, I know that's a weird side departure from the from what we were talking about, but I was just like, that, I just want to give a I shout mean, out to Frank Welker because apparently he's really good at voices. Apparently he was in every single thing. Every ever. fucking important film from the 90s. Yes. So this film was marked, this film marked, Disney's first ever DVD, released in November of 1999. Uh, it was the first Disney animated film to open openly deal with warfare, which is weird to me that they just never had warfare in other movies, apparently. Um, Jackie Chan actually was in this movie in the Chinese dub version. So in the, in the English version, uh, there was a different actor who played uh, Shang, the, uh, the, the trainer guy. I guess mm-hmm. it was B.D. Wong, but then in the other one, oh, and I guess the singing voice, Donnie Osmond played the singing voice of him. Um, but in the other one, in the Chinese dub version, they just had, they're like, hey, we'll just have Jackie Chan do the voice for it. So that's pretty cool. I'm glad they were able to make like a unique, different version for uh, for Chinese audiences. Yeah, that is awesome. Um, Get it. So let's see. So Fa is the Cantonese pronunciation of Mulan's family name, Hua is the correct Mandarin pronunciation and means flower. Hua Ping, Mulan's fake name, means flower vase or just vase, um, which in China, an effeminate man is often called a flower case, flower vase or a flower pot. So apparently that's the source of her name. They had a Mm. lot of different clever things like that where they had the names based on something that was relevant to the movie. Um, That's cool. she She was only the second Disney princess to have both of her parents alive. which the last one was in sleeping beauty in 1959 whoa it's that long yeah i know everybody else's parents were dead um it's the only disney animated film to use the phrase cross-dresser the film was almost rated pg because of the use of that phrase so i'm gonna so let me explain lisa okay you could like physically have people shoot and kill people on screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this one used the term crossdresser and was almost rated PG. Like, guess what? America's priorities are kind of fucked up. But yeah. We put emphasis on yeah. the wrong shit. That's wrong the most shit, so. insane thing I've ever read. But anyways, they didn't. They didn't make a PG, so it's okay. No, my my movie. They played Russian roulette, and someone <laughs> just someone fucking got murdered it. Themselves someone like, got it. And they're like, no, it's fine. Ship it. It's fine. You got it. Donny Osmond, who sings several songs in the soundtrack, noted that his children only ever really thought that he made it in show business when he worked on a Disney film, which that's cute. Wow. I think that's nice. That, that's pretty adorable. Um, and Eddie Murphy's debut as a voice actor, as well as his only voiceover work done outside of DreamWorks Animation's Shrek film series, um, which, again, is why the entire time I was like, this is Donkey. Like, this is I, – I can – I don't think I'd really watch Mulan when I saw Shrek. Because mm-hmm. I didn't watch Mulan like right when it came out, because I was older at that point. But man, it's just donkey to a T. So Don- donkey to that's a tea, uh, baby. that's Mulan. Ba-da-da-da-da. That's Mulan. The end. The end. Thank you for that. That's yeah. a tough one. I think people are gonna. Disney is a tough one to make people choose, and I think these are two very awesome movies. I know, I know, our friend Alyssa is gonna have trouble with this one. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. Uh, what do you guys think? We got the. We're obviously gonna have some voting up, and Lisa will tell you all about that with the sure. where to find us. Yep, we are on Facebook and Twitter at '90s Court mm-hmm. on Instagram at '90s Dot Court. Mm-hmm. Um, you vote on Instagram in the Instagram stories the day that this is released on Monday. Mm-hmm. Um. We are on patreon.com slash 90s court if you want yeah, to uh, support the show over there and get some a- added bonus content. What was the one? Antiques Roadshow versus Pawn Stars. Pawn Stars, that was a great yeah. Episode that was we great. Did. Yep. Not to mention, you'll get some goodies and shout outs as well. Um, and as always, if you don't mind leaving us a nice five star rating review on iTunes, we would love that. And don't forget, tpublic.com 
slash user slash the 90s court to get the your 90s court 90s merch. Court. Get some merch, baby. Yeah, honestly, guys, like it's it's such cool stuff. The new logos that Lisa made for a lot of the items, and apparently she's going to be trying to you know think up some new ones as well over the week. So mm-hmm. check it out. Um, you know they have some different discount sales and everything like that that come up different times of the week. Um, so I know right now I think it's like uh, six bucks up, or like it's like fourteen dollars instead of twenty bucks for a t-shirt or something like that. It mm-hmm. kind of changes though and fluctuates depending on the percentage off. So just check it out. Um, it's rad. Yep. So please go over there, get your stuff. Um, mm-hmm. We've, I, I'm so excited for my sweatshirt to come in. I'm so, especially because it's going to be very cold next weekend for Valentine's Day here. So, yeah. so, all right. Thank you guys for listening. We appreciate you every week, this week and every week. This is episode 71. We'll be back next week for another awesome episode. Yeah. Thank, thank you guys so much. We love you. Stay rad. Bye.